Welcome to the Michigan Minds Podcast, a quick and informative analysis of today's top issues from University of Michigan faculty. Thank you so much for joining Michigan Minds. I'm very excited to talk with you and learn from you today. So can you start by introducing yourself and sharing a little bit about your role at the University of Michigan? Yeah, sure. Um, thanks for having me on. Uh, my name is Javon Moore. I'm a health educator in Wolverine Wellness Department uh, housed in the University Health Services. Um, he, him, his pronouns, and uh, really excited to be here today. Uh, talk a little bit about um, some of the things I really enjoy, identity, well-being, uh, all the kind of things that students are hopefully thinking about as they come into school this year. That's awesome. Thank you. And so can you tell us a little bit about your motivation or inspiration to become um, a health educator? Uh, yeah, <laughs> funny enough. Uh, so I, my background is in engineering, uh, originally from North Carolina. And really, as I was kind of going through engineering and really my first job out of uh, school, I found myself really more engaged in working with people in their lives. What does their well-being look like? Um, what kind of support networks do they have in place? Um, how are they doing really with being uh, adults and walking around in this world? And the more I was doing that, the more I realized I would rather spend more time socially uh, engineering and working with people on their well-being um, than building machines uh, to make things easier for us. So uh, dove into School of Social Work, really loved what was happening there in terms of the systems, the understanding of what we socially condition ourselves to believe. And I've really enjoyed really diving in and being more, more of an investigative kind of experimental um, educator that really looks at what works best for the individual, what works best for them, um, depending on your situation, depending on what you're coming to either college with or how you're planning to uh, achieve your goals. I'm really interested in just hearing about that and, and to whatever degree I can uh, help you along the way to help you achieve those goals. So um, come a long way, come from engineering to, to social work, but uh, still feel like I'm doing some of the same things, which is really just trying to um, uh, help people um, and help uh, systems really do what's best for people in, in the long run. Fantastic. Thank you. Um, so you talked a little bit about Wolverine Wellness. Can you share a bit about the services that Wolverine Wellness offers? Yeah, beyond just a, a happy-go-lucky group of individuals, uh, uh, and I can't say enough about the culture that, that Mary Jo and, and, and this crew has been able to do, uh, what they've been able to create there at the University Health Services. Um, but you're looking at really just a group of, of public health, uh, social workers, uh, higher ed uh, individuals that are all really focused on flourishing in college. Um, well, what can we be educating students on, sharing, um, uh, providing resources to? What, what can we be doing to really come alongside students and allow them to live their best life at this point in time? Um, we offer a lot of things. We, we literally teach uh, Janet Jansen, Joy Pelkey, Kelly uh, Carbone, uh, some of the staff there, they literally teach a course on taking care of yourself. Um, it's the ALA 240 course. It, it says so much about what we're really doing in Wolverine Wellness when um, you're sitting down with students and you're offering them credit to really think about who they are and how they show up, um, how they can be more uh, intentional about how they incorporate their values into their world or um, what does leadership really look like for them in their environment, maybe even at home with their families. So um, beyond the ALA uh, course, we're also uh, wellness coaching, I'd say is a big part of what we do. Um, right alongside 
really, uh, again, thinking about how college students, um, really grad students, undergrad, anybody who is really on this campus, um, how is it that you can go about achieving your goals? What has stood in the way in the past? Um, I'm sure there's all types of uh, uh, change behaviors out there. Mine, for instance, is the look into learning more Spanish. I'm doing Duolingo, so if anybody, I'm just, everybody's on that page, uh, I'm sure they can relate. But um, it's those things that we're trying to build into our life that's been really difficult for us, um, those habits and routines that we've been trying to um, build into our life to make us more healthy and, and, and well. Um, and then if there's an obstacle standing away, um, that's what we're here for, is to really think about other ways to, uh, to have perspective on that and, and to really engage with that particular obstacle. Um, beyond wellness coaching, the course, um, we have a collegiate recovery program. The collegiate recovery program managed by Matt Statman, um, a social worker that I really look up to and has been doing amazing work with alcohol and other drugs and substance abuse for years here in the, in the, in, uh, the Ann Arbor community. Um, really offers really just a space for folks to be able to come in and, and really take a look at their own uh, use. Uh, how does substances play a part in their life? Um, and, and they've created a community. I can't say enough about that culture that Matt has really made possible. Um, really just being there when students need them to be and being able to show up in however way they, they want to show up uh, in whatever identities they bring with them and to whatever degree they are comfortable talking about their, their substance use. Um, so collegiate recovery, uh, a great program, and, and I can't say enough about that one. Um, one that I'm really excited about, and you can maybe see in my own, uh, my background, I'm a big fan of wolves and dogs. Um, anybody that knows me knows that about me. So um, the program that, that I'm really working with is this pause and relax program. It's a therapy dog program that Wolverine Wellness is, is uh, working with. Um, and we work directly with therapy dog uh, because we feel like that's an opportunity for students walking throughout campus, you see a dog and your first like instance isn't to thinking about an exam. It's, oh my gosh, it's a dog, you know, that whole like, ah. Uh, so, um, so we really take that opportunity to say, no, come on over and pet them. Let's talk to you about what's going well in your life. Just give you an opportunity to really take a second to step away from what's going on, that, that routine of get work done, get work done, get work done, uh, and really think about what, what's going well for me today? What am I enjoying about today? Who can I really rely on? And if I can't rely on anybody else, I know the dog will be here to smile at me and, and wag its tail when it's happy. So uh, that's the hope behind a lot of that. Um, and so really beyond those, I guess, fixtures, uh, we really do program requests. We can be anywhere and everywhere on campus um, to really engage with students around a number of topics uh, that are facing students um, currently, imposter syndrome, uh, failure, uh, a number of things, um, as well as if there's something specific for your school or college um, that you feel like your students are particularly struggling with, um, we're on to be there as well uh, and to really tailor and build something that will work best for your students. Um, because at the end of the day, we're looking, like I said before, we're looking to really create a, an environment where students feel like I can be seen, heard, and I can do my best work here at, at you know, University of Michigan. Thank you for covering all those resources. So the start of the school year is quickly approaching, and although it can be an exciting time, it can also cause feelings of stress and anxiety. How can students prepare themselves for these feelings, or are there any steps or strategies they can use to make the transition a bit easier? Um, yeah, I think this is a great question. I think it it, it comes up uh, really at every part of the year where, you know, we're 
going into winter, it's going to be the same thing. How do you get ready for this big winter? You know, um, and I think it really starts with first reframing that idea that um, that fall is quickly approaching. Um, at the end of the day, time is what it is, right? Like it's not moving any faster for one of us than anybody else. Um, we are particularly more busy for sure. Um, some of us may be, and some of us may not even have a time to relax. Um, but I think about really in the words that we choose to describe what's going on with us um, from day to day and really thinking about um, how can I just be where I'm at right now? Like uh, a good friend of mine over in athletics, uh, Lisa Rosen, uh, she's an amazing volleyball coach. She always puts in her Instagram, be where your feet are. Um, be where your feet are. How often are we standing somewhere and thinking about something else or in the middle of a, a class and we're worried about what the exam looks like two weeks later? This, there's a moment here where we can be so much more curious about what's going on around us, who is around us, the colors, the, the energy, the weather, there's so much that's happening right in this moment that if you really just immerse yourself in that moment, you may find that the things of yesterday and what may happen tomorrow, there may not be time for that because you're enjoying what's happening in this moment. And secondly, I'd say as you're really thinking about like standing where you are, make, really think about what you're, what do I actually have control over? And so Sure, I'm, I'm here and I know that in two weeks or I know in a month or so, um, I'm gonna have to go back to school. But what does that actually mean for me? Um, does that mean that I need to be prepared to, uh, to ace every exam that I'm gonna take? Or I need to make sure that I have everything perfectly in order for my fall to go correctly. And I think a lot of us know and have had this particular experiment um, go terribly wrong, which is that you're planning for something and it doesn't play out the way you want to. Um, and that is a very difficult thing, obviously. Um, but I think in what we're trying to prepare for, we're missing what's happening today. And today is what makes tomorrow possible. Um, and so I'd say for, for really for students feeling stress, anxiety, for those who are prepared for maybe their last year in school, uh, you've got the PhD students who are writing dissertations, and they're obviously continuing to think about what's happening next. But um, I, I want to challenge each person as they're thinking about their own stress and anxiety, stress from the past, anxiety about the future, to really be more curious in the moment and really to just think about what they've been given right now, what's, what's available to them, and then what's within your locus of control. What can I do right now with what I know I have control over to... Um, really enjoy the moment that I'm standing in right now. Are there any ways that educators and parents can assist students with the adjustment of going back to school? Yeah, that's a great question. Again, I try to lean a lot more on the individual to, to do what's best for them, to know themselves, um, to really think about how they can, really how they show up from moment to moment. Um, but I'm gonna lean on first the, the parents and the educators because I think it's important for us to model what that looks like. Um, how often um, we've grown up and to some degree parents feel like and educators feel like we need to show them what, how it needs to be done, the exact way, here's what perfection looks like to some degree. Um, and we don't show them the way that we struggle um, when they're not watching. We, you know, they don't get to see the professors pulling their hair out. They don't get to see their parents you know, frustrated at trying to figure out how to pay bills or, or make their work work, right? Um, and, and that's that's a failure on our part. That's a failure on our part to these kids because as they start to struggle, they think about the people in their life and they're like, well, this didn't happen to my parents. 
or you know, I've got this uh, Nobel Peace Prize winning professor that's teaching to me, they've always had it go their way. Um, and we know that's not true. And so really for the adults uh, being a better role models to students. Um, and it, this, I think along with that for maybe the students, it is embracing failure. Um, this really goes against everything that we've been taught um, is to find failure and really just educate and develop and grow your way away from failing because we see that somehow as, as uh, the bane of our existence. There's a ways in which we're failing and other people are continuing to move forward. But really, like, if we're looking at how we've gotten to where we are now, it's because of those failures. It's because I didn't make the mark somewhere else. And so I, I put my head down and I really... I really went for it. Someone told me that I couldn't do it. And so I put my head down and I figured out a way to make it happen. And so these moments of failure and growth are really the things that we should be standing on, uh, almost flat, you know, waving that flag higher to saying, hey, I failed back there three, four, five times ago. Um, and that's because I really decided that failure was good for me. And that's why I'm here today, not because of all the things I've done perfectly, quote unquote. So I hope that's it. I will throw in there at the end. Comparison has a lot to do with it as well. How often do we look at what I'm doing and how things are going for me and then instantly go to social media and feel terrible about those things um, or look around the, the University of Michigan and see people wearing different things that you're like, oh man, I love those shoes. Man, my shoes are terrible. Why don't I have that? Or that's a great jacket in the wintertime, but my jacket's not getting it done. You know, th these are all ways that we we really shortcut ourselves. We really put ourselves in, a, in a, um, a difficult position to be able to work our way out. So um, I probably talked a little too much on that one, but I, I hope the idea is simple in that really, if we can focus on ourselves um, and really start to embrace those things that allow us to grow and to change and, and um, realize that's what, who and what we are, um, as well as asking so much more from our support networks in terms of really modeling and talking to us about how emotions play a part in um, success, how uh, failure plays a part in how you got to where you are today and um, really depending on those people in your life and yourself to be honest and transparent about those particular um, issues. Those are such important lessons. So thank you so much for highlighting them. Part of your work focuses on identity and self-care. Can you share a bit more about this topic and what students can do in their daily lives to take time out for self-care? Yeah, um, I, I will say too that I am nowhere near an expert on identity. I, I appreciate it and I am learning every day about new ways that we are taking on identity, thinking about how we're perceived, thinking about how we want to be perceived. Um, what do we connect with in ourselves and others that, that feels like a community? Um, and at the same time, self-care is very similar. Like what works for me may not work for, for Samantha, right? Like, um, uh, and I think that's important really when we're talking about such big terms like identity and self-care um, is to really pare it down to what does that mean for me? Um, if I hear someone say my identity, um, I'm hoping that I'm almost looking in the mirror and I'm saying, who am I? How do I show up? What do I feel like on the inside um, that feels like an integral, integral part of myself? Um, and once I've answered that question, now I can really start to feel better about what does self-care look like? Once I've figured out the self, now caring about myself can be so much more intuitive than when I'm thinking about myself or my own identity 
as something that is in comparison to others. Um, and so then for self-care, I think, you know, so many people are thinking bubble baths and let me get the cucumber melon from Bath Body, but you know, like, the, hey, that's a good smell, right? So um, I, 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 I hear that. And if you have the means to do that, please go about doing that. Um, uh, but I think it can also be just being, um, being able to say for five minutes, I'm not gonna respond an email. Um, or for 10 minutes, I'm going to sit in this closet and just let the silence just take over and allow me to have that time to myself. Um, so it really is, it really has more to do with who you are and what you want, looking in that mirror and saying, who am I and what works for me and what hasn't worked for me? Almost just as importantly, what have I tried and hasn't gotten there? Um, pat yourself on the back for saying I tried something and keep going, right? Like this is, there is no perfect way and there is no, um, uh, there is no end to this journey. It will, be a, it will be some way that we can build it into our habits and our routines that make us feel like when I leave the house or when I'm in a moment of, uh, of transition, I know how to best care for myself first and then extend that energy out to the people in and around me. So I hope that I hope that helps, or, or to some degree, I hope that answers the question. Um, I know it wasn't very specific about exactly what identities was, but I think it it does mean a lot that each person needs to to really carry identity and self care for themselves first before for extending that out to other people. Mindfulness is another strategy that can be used to support someone's well being and mental health. Can you share with us some mindfulness activities that students, parents, and teachers can do? Yeah, sure. I, I, I'll also say again, uh, mindfulness to me, I think is, has been a, a term tossed around a lot, right? And I, I'm probably in that last 20% of folks to really jump on board with mindfulness and, and really take it for what it is um, and, and really see some of the benefits behind it. And so um, I will say there are people that I'm still learning from, uh, a good friend over at the Barge Leadership um, uh, Ram there, the work that he's doing, um, Rhonda McGee, uh, there's so many people who are doing mindfulness practices and really breaking it apart and giving people an opportunity to see it for what it is. Um, I encourage everyone to do it, it to some degree uh, in their own time, uh, reading books as we talked about. But um, I think for mindfulness sake, mindfulness can be just being curious about this moment. Like it, it doesn't always have to be I'm sitting on a, a beautiful couch or I'm sitting on this lovely pillow and I've got um, uh, incense around me and these beautiful flutes and bells and, and, and things are playing as I'm going. It doesn't always have to be that. Um, it really could be I'm taking a mindful walk. Um, I'm decided to take a one block walk around my house to look at the trees in ways that I haven't looked at them before or listen to the birds in a way that um, I haven't taken the time to listen to. It can be mindfully brushing my teeth. Um, how often do we wake up in the morning and the first thing we're doing is reading our emails and getting set for the next five to six hours of our life, completely missing our breakfast, our showering, our brushing our teeth. Those are moments that we have to ourselves. Um, so, so take them. Take them by just saying, I want to understand more about what this toothbrush feels like in my mouth. I've done this all my life, sure, but Maybe this is a new toothbrush. Maybe this is a new toothpaste. Maybe the way in which I brush my teeth in this routine is I go to the left to the side first and not to the right, right? Like being curious about each moment that we interact with because it's a gift. And that gift has the opportunity for us to really feel 
um, like we have some value here on the earth. And, um, and so I say that to say that mindfulness can be whatever you take the moment to focus on and be curious about in that moment. And if you're having troubles with doing that, then you're doing it right. <laughs> then you're, if you're having things that are keep continuing to come to your mind and you're worried about the next email as you're brushing your teeth, then keep brushing your teeth and get to a place where you feel like I can say to my brain, I'm in the driver's seat. And right now I want you focused on my left back tooth. That's all I care about right now. Get that thing real good and clean. And now let's move on to the next tooth, not emails, not work but just one moment at a time. Uh, and so that's how I consider mindfulness. And I, it's been very helpful to me. Um, I've got two kids and, and finding time for my own brain to think has been difficult as I'm sure any parent can agree with, uh, parent, educator, teacher, anything. Um, but I think it has allowed me and, and, and folks like us who, who dive into mindfulness um, to say for the next five minutes, I wanna be able to work with what my brain is telling me and to be able to get better about realizing what is a priority and what's just noise and be able to say, okay, that's noise. Let that go. Let that go down the stream. I'm still sitting here. What else do we have? Right. And so that's, that's the moment of curiosity. And I, I hope that I brought up children just as children do with their environment. And they're so curious and exploratory and they're in their thinking within just do that in your lives now. Don't allow your adult self to take over and think that you've done it all and said it all. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Of course. Um, as the podcast comes to a close, what is one thing you hope listeners remember from our conversation? One, just come back to who you are. Um, we're all, you know, we're we're so concerned with the next thing or, um, what I have to do next or where I'm going next, or there's just so many other things that we concentrate on that keeps us from being focused on who I am now and what I want now in this moment. Um, what can I actually control in this moment? What can I make possible for myself in this moment? Um, and the more times I see people who are energized or refreshed or they've taken time for themselves, um, more often I see them willing to connect and build community with other people around them because they have energy to share and they have, um, they have a feeling that there's, there's hope in their world. Um, and that's the kind of thing that you see people when you're interacting with them in class or even with this podcast, you know, you see people who are just, I'm willing to hear, I'm curious, um, I'm interested in what you're saying, and it makes people feel loved and, and belonging. And, and that's, that's what we need more of. Um, and so I guess all in all to say, if you care more about yourself, um, you will see that in the support network around you because those folks will also care about you. Um, they will see your value and that will just continue to build your community and your network. Wonderful, thank you. Is there anything else you'd like to share? Be you. I wish I'd have heard that more often when I was a kid, but um, the things that you're doing now are what you should be doing. You're here for a reason, whether the situation you're in right now is, is a good one um, or more difficult, stressful, what have you, uh, you're here for a reason. And so connect back into who you are and then decide what, what feels right for you in this moment. And then just have some fun with it, right? That's, that's what it's all about, right? Life's about fun. So go have some fun. Fantastic. 
thank you so much. It has been an absolute honor to talk with you today and learn from you. So thank you for taking the time out to join us. Of course. Thank you for having me. Appreciate this. Thank you for listening to the Michigan Minds podcast, a production of the University of Michigan. Join the conversation on social media with hashtag UMichImpact.